0: This is an AMI podcast.
1: Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Friday, it's the 19th of May, 2023. Coming up today, we're going to recap Global Accessibility Awareness Day, and we have winners! You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show.
2: Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey, Sean Priest, how are you today? Glorious, glorious, sir, how are you? Glory, glory to me, I am wonderful. Wow, you've really changed since we hit that record button where you were very, very sleepy. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it is? I'm a high
1: on life. Ah, oh, what a glorious day it is. Happy post-GAD day to you, sir. Happy post-GAD day. We are, we are number two in the world,
2: who's number two? We, we are. are.
1: Oh, thank I don't you. Know, Apple. Actually, are we number two? I don't know what it means, but look, we were on briefly the podcast <laughs> app for Apple, and they featured us. Apple podcasts featured us oh. as one of the top tech. I would say the top yeah, tech. Obviously, we would tech. Yeah.
2: In the world. In the whole wide world. Well, you know what? Congratulations to you, Stephen. Well done. No, congratulations done.
1: to you, because this what? is a
2: team effort. Well, thank you, Stephen. Good on us. And for once, <laughs> Mr. F. he's happy. He's actually hey! happy. God bless you, Mr. <laughs> F. Happy now?
1: Honestly, it was a great gad, though. What an incredible day. And just, you know, I think there's this, even though there's not a huge amount of announcements, it does feel good, I think, that... So many companies are talking about accessibility. Yes, there were apps that didn't have their alt text. I know, but oh, look, that is so crazy. Oh wow! What but a can perfect I tell you something? Highlight. It is interesting. There's a lot of companies or, or individuals, perhaps, who had put things up online saying, "You know, here's my you know contribution for GAD," and they hadn't put alt text on their image. And when they were told, they were really apologetic about it. They were almost horrified that they hadn't done it. And I think, you know, let's just not beat people over the head. Let's just say to people, hey, look, do you know about this thing called alt text? Because I bet a lot of people still don't know. I didn't know until a couple of years ago what it really meant. So, come on, we can't just start beating people over the head. Let's be nice about it.
2: I'm going to beat them over the head. About, I mean, come on, ridiculous. No, you're right. That's kind of the ethos of the day, right? Awareness, making people aware. And exactly. what better way to do it? It is a bit of a blunder, though. But, you know, at the same <laughs> time, yeah, let's there's, there's not crucify them for it. No,
1: absolutely. We're going to talk about some of the announcements today. We'll get into some of your feedback as well. Some also, uh, by the way, some big news.
3: Breaking news. Breaking news. I, Breaking I, I nearly hit
1: the wrong button again. Nearly. I just remembered it last minute. Well done. But before all that... Hang, hang up the phone. Hang up the phone. We've got a winner, so just hang yes. up the phone. Yep, hang up the phone. we get jingles for it as well. <laughs> what happened here? Wow. We could, it it seems to be there's an injection of interest in this show all of a sudden. We're number after two. One. We're number two in the world, did we tell you that? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I may have dug out some things from the past, uh, but yes, we have got winner, in fact, winners to be precise. You might remember uh, this week, uh, Mike Buckley, the wonderful Mike Buckley from Be My Eyes, came on and he said on the show, "Hey, look, if you want to be part of the beta, uh, you know, we'll give five places to people who get in touch with your show. The first five people to get in touch, you will get an opportunity to be on the beta, uh, and uh, we couldn't pass up that opportunity, and neither could you because you got in touch with us." In your droves. Droves. So Never many. Never use that word in any other context. Oh, but yes.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much for the interest. I mean, it just shows the interest in Be My Eyes, right? We were swamped.
1: Oh, uh, incredible. I mean, I, I, I it was funny because when we were on air, uh, so run about just m- midway through the, the show when the announcement came through, uh, as the show was airing live on AMI-audio... My phone, I, I kind of forgot for a second that Mike had mentioned it. So suddenly my phone's pinging away yes. like crazy. And I'm going, what's, what's wrong? What's, what's broken? What's happened? It's all gone wrong. What's, what podcast what, have they put up now? What's going on? And then, then I realized it was the competition. And we were getting so many people come through. I will say, by the way, and you'll understand this when I tell you this, that, you know, we cannot open it up to EMI staff. I mean, come on, guys. Come on. Yeah, well, to be fair, we didn't put the rules down, did we? No, we, we didn't but, put any terms and conditions you know, down. That's true.
2: To those of you that did email, sorry, but no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Listen, what I will say is that is apparently, because Mike mentioned this, there will be 100 more spaces coming up very soon, very soon, I think, to get on the beta. And... um Let's just say everyone who's got in touch, who doesn't win today, who doesn't get that early access... We're going to send all those names to Mike, and I have a hunch. Mike is the type of guy who will honour that. I just have a hunch, and if he isn't, then we'll yeah. call him out for it. Here, uh, no, he will. He will absolutely, probably, absolutely, maybe, he, definitely. We don't know. He will for try sure. his best. Exactly. We will pass
2: all your email. while well, your emails on. Now to we him. seem to
1: what for Be My Eyes. Uh, yeah, so okay, we can't one, guarantee anything,
2: we no, don't want we to we get can. Mike in trouble. But we will pass them
1: all on. Mike's just, a CEO. Uh, he can do what he wants.
2: Well, yeah, maybe. Don't put so words we, in his
1: mouth. Shall we run through the winner list? Shall we tell people who's uh, who's getting on? It's so like we need some sort
2: of background um, music. music. Some sort. Um, of, what uh... have I got
1: here? I've got uh, no. That's oh, a dude. show yeah, theme. That's fine. Yeah, you want that? That's pretty yeah, terrible. On. I can't use. No, all that. Right. I don't have any contest music. Oh, all right. Just read them out then. Oh, okay. Fine. Uh, Nicole Moore. You're a winner. Hey, you're a winner. <laughs> uh, guess what? Pennsylvania, Greg.
2: You're a winner. What up, Greg!
1: Getting a theme here. Uh, also <laughs> in our top five, Gordon Anthony. You're a winner. Hello, a Gordon. Gordon. Regular listener to our show, of course. At uh, Wayne Busbridge as well. You're a winner, oh. You're a well winner. Down, Wayne. Uh, thank goodness, there's only five people. And uh, Jeanette Fowler. <laughs> You're a you are our top five people, and
2: everybody but you. you.
1: Is a loser. Oh, that's oh. not fair. That's oh, not nice. Way
2: to spoil a lovely oh, moment there, Stephen.
1: That's horrible. Can't believe Congratulations, they said
2: that. everyone. You were quick off the mark there, and you were the first five. Well done.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. So well done to you all. Uh for those of you who got in touch, like I say, early access is is for these five only, but for everyone else, uh, we will definitely uh, contact Mike and see what we can do. Uh, because it does seem that the opportunities to get on there are um you know, everyone wants on, and I can yes. totally understand why. So absolutely, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Uh, but I did mention this breaking news. Breaking news. I did mention breaking news. Uh, overnight, a new app dropped into the app store in the US. Open AI has launched its first Chat GPT app for iOS. <gasps> only in the US, though. Why? 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 Ah, uh, only in the US. Android coming soon. Rest of the world coming soon. So, coming soon. Okay. Interesting, because I'm already seeing reports from very quick people off the mark in our wonderful blind community who have gone off and tested it already and said, yep, totally accessible, which is fab, which is just brilliant. Well done, OpenAI. Come on. Well done, guys. That is absolutely fantastic. Um, But this also comes with other news that OpenAI has opened up ChatGPT4 to the world. What does that mean? Uh, It can can now search the internet. So it's not no longer is it just tied to 2021, I think it was. Yeah, 2021 information. You can now query it. Now, here's the thing. And you can do this in Bing as well. And you can do this to an extent with BARD, I think. Um, Although I'm just onto BARD, so I'm just kind of getting my my head around how that works. But Hmm. it it can now go off and search the internet for you, query the internet, and come back with a report. I've got to tell you, this is just incredible. And this this is where things are going to change. We talked to Joe Devon yesterday on the show about you know where things will go and and joe said on the show you know that there will come a time possibly when be my eyes launches that it will become a a new type of screen reader and i was a little bit surprised by that when joe said that but i'm actually wondering now because not only that not only is that a screen reader these search engines are taking the hassle out of web searching
2: well you've been testing this out haven't you
1: Yes, well, just just actually this, today, just this morning, yeah. because I thought, well, let's try it with the most obvious question, right? Because this Again, is to today's stuff. This isn't the app, because that's US only. But no, this the isn't actual, the app, no.
2: The, the new functionality of uh, GPT 4, which is the internet access. So, so if
1: you're quite- using chat.openei.com, you go in there, once you've logged in, if you have an, a pro account or a plus account, I think it's called, once you've got that, you can use the GPT 4 option, and there's a drop down which lets you choose. Um, what's it called? Web browsing. I think it's just web browsing. There's another option now for plugins as well. So I guess oh. that's for extra stuff. I think it could be Whisper and things like that. Huggy um, face. Yes. Well, there's a lot of plugins. I haven't really delved into that world yet. But no, it scares me. I'll be it is a bit me. terrifying. <laughs> uh, there's just so many of them. They're 45 now.
2: Oh, I know. Beautiful. You can get it to go off and do your weekly shop. And oh, Yes, whatever. I'm oh, not please. there
1: yet. Someone stick this up a robot. I mean, really, come on. I mean, this would be incredible.
2: Stick this. This is why we're number two. We would have been number one if you would stop saying stick it up. Oh, you're blaming me for that? robots.
1: Yeah. Well, come on. I mean, well, who else is going to stick it?
2: Okay. Carry on. Anyway. How did you find the testing?
1: <laughs> so it's, it's early days, clearly, uh, and especially from OpenAI's perspective. So I typed in here, what were the big announcements from Global Accessibility Awareness Day for 2023? Because I'm incredibly lazy. And if I can get something else to do the work for me, I would rather. Uh, and actually, you know what? Look, in all seriousness, web browsing, as you and I know, we talked about it yesterday, it is a challenge. Going through websites, especially when you have the cookie thing and you've got the endless ads that pop up on articles. Some people I see even on, on Twitter and Mastodon now are just not forwarding posts or boosting or retweeting or whatever you call it, because they say, look, I'm not posting to things where people have to you know, jump through 800 hoops to get to the content.
2: I've noticed as well that sometimes the, the reader view isn't available. Yeah, that's right. Those those adverts are. uh, Yeah, I've come across websites where it's just constantly counting down, like it's going to play something, and it just gets in the way. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And of course, you get those really annoying ones that only give you the first two paragraphs. (laughs) In reading mode. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's you think, right. Oh, it's good. Here we go. And then you get two paragraphs in, and it's like, oh, where's the rest of it? <laughs> so Find this it. goes off, and this actually does the web searching for you, and then it comes back and collates the response. Now, I might be feeling a little bit late to the party on this because I guess Bard has been doing this to some degree. Bing is now doing it. But I think it's the presentation of it that I like about OpenAI. It does give you back that written report, essentially. Uh, yeah. Whereas Bing will still give you the sources, it will give you a similar type of um unless i'm doing it wrong <laughs> i don't know but it seems to come well, back with the same level of information you know in the same format just a list of links list of headings list of yeah, stories
2: Look, this is the way it's going to go they're all going to go this way it's how it's presented right and so far open uh, ai just it's so accessible the way they're
1: doing it so you know here for example there's a drop down which appears once you start the process once you uh, request the information Uh, once it starts generating a response, it will come up with a little box which says, uh, searching for information, clicks on apple.com, reads content, going back to last page, clicks on news.xbox.com, then clicks on Microsoft.com, then clicks on, and it goes on and on and on. I could and, do without that, to be honest. <laughs> and, but, but you don't need to read that. That's just a little box. Don't tell that sits there. Just tell me what you're doing. Just tell me when it's done. Yeah, but, but I think it's good because people will want to know the sources, right? So yeah, it's, it's telling true. you where these sources are coming from. And then it comes up and gives me a full report on, well, in this case, interestingly, I did it last night. And this is why I think we're talking early days here, because last night it gave me a lot more information than it gave me this morning. And it was the same question I asked it last night. So that's interesting. Uh But I think that's maybe because of so many people pushing to use this today. And that's going to get worse as the day goes on with so many more people testing it. This has just been released in this form. So um, it does come up, and it gives me a list of, in this case, it's gone through the Apple website, and it's telling me about assistive access and live speech and personal voice, and it's explaining all that. It then says, I wasn't able to find all the major announcements from Global Accessibility Wednesday for 2023 within the time frame. So there might be more updates and announcements from other companies or organizations. I suggest checking official news releases, tech news websites, or the official Global Accessibility Awareness <laughs> Day website. Yeah, thanks. That was
2: your job. Go and do it yourself, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs>
1: God. So, um, yeah, basically this uh, this, this opening I has turned into my mum, uh, <laughs> yes. which is kind of annoying. But, well, I, I, yeah. I really like when uh, when I ask a
2: question in Google and it gives me that featured snippet. Which usually gives you know especially handy for how do I do's how do I do so and so and it'll give you a you know step one step two step three features and if you want to read more you can click on the link I really like this and this is just like a a a larger more expanded version of that right it it sounds really good to me
1: so let's look at some of these other answers then because obviously the big news about OpenAI continuing to develop at a pace is a, is a remarkable. And what I love about it is the accessibility of it. Great accessibility on BARD, by the way, bard.google.com. If you want to go and try it, you need to have a Google account. So go try it. It's worth playing with. And again, very accessible. One of the things I like is, I kind of wish there was a copy option, but there is an export option where you can export the res- the response to a Google Doc or I can't remember what the other option is, but it essentially keeps it within its own world. I'd kind of like it to just give me a copy well, that's um, what your speech viewer's for on your screen Well, reader. exactly. Yeah that's, the, that's the, <laughs> yeah, that's ultimately what I did. Um, so, okay, so that's interesting. But I want to talk about some of the other stuff that is actually going on out there, because there's, there was quite a lot of announcements over the past uh, day. Some of them, if I'm honest, a lot of the announcements in quotes were just rehashing of, look, we do this, we have this. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Because again, this idea that we know everything as blind people or disabled people is nonsense. There's things we'll always learn, but there was quite a few things that came out new. One in particular. uh, Let's focus on Google for a second. Um, I didn't hear about this at all from anywhere. So maybe we're breaking this. I don't know, but I haven't even heard this from Google really on their own feed, unless they've buried it somewhere else. Uh, Even Bard didn't surface it, which is kind of funny. (laughs) Um, uh, We all know about alt text. We've been talking a lot about that, and with "Be My Eyes." One of the things that I found personally is that you know using Be My Eyes for alt text creation is a fantastic tool. Um, Lookout is Google's app, which is very similar to Seeing AI, and it is going to get what they're calling a new feature from yesterday, apparently. So go check for updates. Uh, it's called Image Question and Answer, launching for a select group of people, so maybe not for everybody. Um, don't know if, if I don't know if this is a beta thing or it's not mentioning that, but it just says select it says select groups. So who have you been selected, Stephen? We know your we love not. for Android, so you oh should yeah, have been. yeah. There were I was first in that queue. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. They don't take my calls anymore. Uh, but <laughs> this is being powered by an advanced visual language model developed by Google DeepMind, um, and the idea is, it says um, so. For example, you can uh, what does it say? You can. Whether or not no images have no captions or, or alt text, Lookout can process the image and provide a description of it. Then people can use their voice or type to ask questions and have a more detailed understanding of what's in an image. Sounds very Be My Eyes to me. It um, does. But it's a different version because, of course, Be My Eyes is powered by Chat GPT. well, GPT-4 from OpenAI. This is being powered by Google's DeepMind. So we're starting to see some competition in this space now. Which is only a good thing. I am definitely going to check this out. I do have my
2: Pixel all charged up. I've been um, just checking out the new WhatsApp, being able to uh, use WhatsApp on there, uh, link it to my app device, which is great. Um, But yeah, I am definitely going to check this out. I have Lookout installed. So hopefully I can uh, be selected. But maybe someone's got a competition where I can email in. No.
1: No? Okay, okay, so... (laughs) Uh, another thing, and again, I'm not sure if this is fairly new, so apologies if it isn't. But uh, Google are saying that wheelchair accessible places are now for everyone in Google Maps, so you can now. I think that's been there for a while, if I'm honest, but yeah, maybe not. Um, but now they're saying it's it's more available, um, and it says Maps will now show accessible places in Maps without needing to opt in. Oh, well, that's interesting. So, oh, that's cool. That's yeah. good, actually. Yeah. I mean, why Why shouldn't it be there? Right? I mean, it'd be like saying, "Oh, let's bury all the." podcast for blind people behind a you know a, a wall that says yeah, this is for blind to, people you need to opt in yeah, no, yeah that makes total sense that's good live captioning for more people as well uh, a new captions box optimizes the live caption experience on android tablets of course that'll be coming in because of the new pixel tablet i guess uh, new availability for a live caption for calls feature allowing you to type back responses during calls and have the response read aloud to the other caller um, oh, yeah. live
2: speech. That's mm-hmm. nice.
1: Yes, exactly. Now available on the latest Pixel devices and expanding to 4 and 5, Pixel 4 and 5, as well as additional Android devices like Select, Samsung Galaxy phones and others. Uh, support for French, Italian and German on Pixel 4 and 5 and additional Android devices like Select, Samsung Galaxy phones. Interesting. Um, we often skip over the bit about language, but we kind of we get so complacent. In the West, especially those of us who speak English. Yes. Uh, because we kind of forget there's a lot of countries in the world that aren't supported by all of this. So they don't yep. get these features. And for them, this is like day one, you know? So yeah, this absolutely. is brilliant. Yeah. Um, also, uh, last week at IO, uh, Google highlighted that big updates were coming to the Wear OS platform. And uh, they launched recently two new sound and display modes to improve watch customization. Later in the year, uh, they're going to be introducing Wear OS 4, which includes a new text-to-speech experience that is faster and more reliable. Oh, it's time to take another look
2: at Android smartwatches. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, time. you've tried it a couple of times. I've tried one here, and I've got to say, the experience was not good at all. But I know some people say it's absolutely fine, but I it just seems so slow and clunky to me. So... If they are bringing improvements to
1: that, well done. I'm all for it. Yeah. I mean, who are you hearing from that, that says it's good? I mean, people with, with very low standards and in technology interest? Because honestly, <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, any experience I've had has been that, yes, it's one of those products I class as accessible, yes. Yes. But usable, not really. Yeah. I because totally the problem agree. Is, the, is the time it takes to do something. So you're swiping around and it's taking ages to respond. That's not great. I've kind of decided I'm going to wait. I was going to buy a Wear OS watch, but I think I'm going to hold off and get the, the, the second edition of this because I think the second edition will be more interesting. And if they're looking to develop a new version of TalkBack on it, I mean, not, it's not saying TalkBack; it's saying text to speech. But that would suggest that. Yes. Then I think I'll just hold off because I think yeah. I think the new watch might be more interesting, especially because if you notice, there are a lot of apps being developed for Wear OS, weirdly. Mm, yeah. uh, what is that about? I, I, just, I don't get it. I'm like, is Apple Watch not more popular than Google? I mean, okay, I get there's an argument that says, well, look, you know, if you don't sell them, they'll never become popular and eventually they may well be. And maybe, it's the, maybe the Fitbit integration will come and I think that will certainly appeal to a lot of people. True, it's a very popular Fitbit. I, I don't
2: know. Yeah, Apple Watch seems to be losing more and more apps. So yeah. yeah, it's a really strange one to me because it is the number one selling smartwatch out there.
1: Yeah, so don't get it. Yeah. Oh well. Uh some other stuff. Um and this is kind of geeky stuff, but I think it's good to mention. Uh WCAG 2.2. Yes, huh? 2.2. WCAG is out. That is the web accessible uh, web content accessibility guidelines for people who are building websites and apps who want to make sure their websites are accessible. From the beginning, guys, don't wait till you've built the site. Look at this first. <laughs> Trust yes. me, it's worth it. Um, then you'll be able to go and, uh, says you know, check out these guidelines. It includes a number of new features that will make websites now more accessible to people with disabilities. Um, in particular, screen reader uh, updates, low vision, motor impairments, and cognitive impairments as well. So, um, yeah, lots of good stuff. And Google's Accessibility Scanner. And um, interesting, a friend of mine is building a website at the minute, and I think this is the perfect kind of tool to have. Uh, it's a new tool which helps developers to identify and fix accessibility issues in websites and apps. The tool is available for free. Brilliant, and it's supported by Google, so you get the right support. Um, because that's another thing, right? It's we, we mentioned this with Joe yesterday. Sometimes there's a lot of information out there that's just not correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you're getting this from Google. It's free. You can be used. It can be used by developers of all skill levels. And I think that's important as well people who is building a website for you know a hobby or a yeah. church group or you know a local organization you want to make sure that's accessible to everyone as well right not just the, the amazons of the world or the whatever.com right so absolutely everyone has to make sure it's accessible and this tool could help. Now the tool works by creating or sorry crawling I should say a website or app and identifying potential accessibility issues and then provides developers with information on how to fix the issues. Well done Google. That's brilliant. Really, really it good. is.
2: I've got to say, none of these tools are a replacement for having someone actually use the website or the app or whatever it may be. But just having these there and making people aware of accessibility, these are great tools for that alone. And yeah. giving people a start as well.
1: And there's also a new accessibility training program from Microsoft coming that aims to help developers create more accessible websites and apps. The program includes a series of online courses that cover a variety of accessibility topics. The courses are designed for developers of all skill levels. Very nice. I like that. Uh, Also, the National Disability Authority, I'm sorry, I'm not aware of you, Um, but I believe you (laughs) exist because the internet says you do. Uh, It's launched a new accessibility awareness campaign that aims to raise awareness of the importance of accessible tech. The campaign includes a number of issue initiatives, including a public awareness campaign, a training program for businesses, and a toolkit for developers. Again, there seems to be more and more resources out there, meaning the excuses for your website and app not being accessible are
2: kind of going away, right? Yep, you can't hide anymore.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The but the reason I the mention barrier. it here is because if you are someone who's struggling with a website, or perhaps you know someone who's building a website help them, right? Help them to help you. You know, Don't expect them to know the answers to this. So it might be important for you to say, hey, did you hear about Microsoft's online training course for you You know, as a developer? Or yeah. did you hear about that, that accessibility scanner? And I think Microsoft actually has a similar tool, actually. In fact, it's got lots of tools, not just uh, around development of apps and websites, but tons of tools inside Office to make sure your documents are accessible as well. Yeah, um, and actually, you know, it's funny because as, as blind people, we, <laughs> you and I, probably live, just live with a notepad most of the time. You know, yes, sending out right. rich text documents or, or plain text documents. Plain all text. Over. It's the future. Um, well, it's just easier, right? And it's yeah. it's much swifter and and sweeter on our uh, screen reader. That's not easy to say, um, <laughs> but you know, it does work really well, and I think. we kind of forget sometimes, this is why I'm loving Ulysses, because I'm able to format documents now in a way I wouldn't have done before. There he goes again. Yeah,
4: because I I don't,
2: you know, if I'm sending a professional
1: document, Yeah, I do love it. I love it. I love you. It's my favorite app of all time.
2: Oh, look at Markdown. It's so new. And you know, you
1: you, you sneer. I am sneering. You're sneering at my love of this app. I'm going to tell you something, right? This app is so good. And you said to me, "Mm, you won't be using it within a week. Yeah.
2: Still using it. Alright, I'll give you that it's been one. Six days, but this you know. Not saying <laughs> <Every> you're wrong. Every <laughs> time every time we have a conversation, it comes up. You know what? I love this. So yes, okay, it's very good. Check it out. Yeah, Apparently I do love Steven it. Stephen Scott recommends. It's the best app ever. Only for Mac and iOS. <laughs> and iPad. Oh, yeah, well that's that's a
1: given. And you don't want it on your watch, do you? You want to have a writing tool on your watch? Do you
2: know, the keyboard came up the
1: other day for the
2: first time ever. <laughs> I didn't even know this Apple Watch that I've got had a keyboard on it. And the delete button was in the top right. I was all confused, but uh, very good.
1: Yeah, I love it. it's the dictation button we're looking for, isn't it? That's the one I'm always using. Yes, for.
2: funnily enough, that is the one I ended up using. <laughs> Bottom right, dictate. Yes, please.
1: Thank you. Uh, listen, stick around. Lots more to come. Uh, we'll be getting into your feedback and uh, also hearing from Xbox. Microsoft Xbox There's some big announcements for uh, Global Accessibility Awareness Day. We'll get into that as well. That's next here on Double Tap from AMI.
2: connect with the double tappers on social media now on twitter and facebook at double tap on air and on mastodon at double tap
1: yeah you, you know double double tap uh, number 2 number 2 in the podcast list up number 2 once. yeah number 2, was, number yeah.
2: two. that's but not number not 3 bad.
1: or 4 or 5 or even no. worse number 10 uh, it was number uh, 2 <laughs> number 2, two. Yeah.
2: Not number one, but
1: not number, number two. one. I mean, not number one. You know, no, I mean, you don't want to be want number to, one. You never you want, want to be number it. one. No, no, no. Because no. then people number just two. think you're 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 up yourself. You know, <laughs> and, I'm, I'm, and we're not that. No, we are definitely number two. <laughs> we are definitely <laughs> gigantic number two. Um, so, Global Accessibility Awareness Day, 2023. Uh, we were excited to. We were no, we weren't. Xbox were though. <laughs> I can tell I'm reading this. Um, <laughs> Microsoft Xbox were excited to share with you some of the work they were doing in support of the gaming and disability communities. I have to tell you, we did this interview earlier this week with uh, Anita Mortoloni, who is uh, from Microsoft. She is in charge of the accessibility side of things over at Xbox, and um, it was incredible. Actually, one of the, the the stats that she came out with during the sort of lead up to the interview: four hundred and twenty seven million disabled people playing online using Xbox.
2: Really? That, is, that, that shocked me, I'll be honest.
1: Wow. I was stunned at that number. 427 yeah. million people. Wow. That is incredible. Um, huge community of disabled gamers out there. And I think if you are a gamer and you're not considering accessibility, then you're missing out on a lot of people who might want to buy that game. And it kind yep. of tells me, if I'm honest why they're now... See, it kind of makes sense to me now why so many games companies are actually actively making efforts to make their games more accessible <laughs> oh, because they've just the realised they can the make it. money.
2: <laughs> it's because of the sheer numbers.
1: Hey, listen, well, why not, right? Why yeah. not? That's the why point. would that's you that's miss the, out on the, that many people? Exactly. That's what we keep saying. Look, why, if you create a business, you want people to buy things from it, right? So absolutely, why would you not want to be part of that? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We gain too. Well, we set for us. We we we. Do, don't. You play night manager on the echo.
2: I love night manager. Oh, Sean of the shed. Care. If you want to challenge me, I challenge you on night manager. Don't challenge please, me. Please. I will not please. be challenged. <laughs> Because you're not
1: there. I'm not competitive enough. I just get bored. That's the problem. Uh, I don't think they have a KFC in night like, manager. That's the trouble. I used to play my driving game, right? I, I can't do it anymore. Sadly, I can't drive my, oh, no, love my truck. No. And I can't drive my truck anymore because I'm blind, and they don't let me drive it. Even in the even in the the game, they don't let me drive because I'm blind. It's ridiculous. It's a disgrace. It's ableist. That's what it is. Yes. Um. But yeah. So I <laughs> where were we going with this? Can't do this game anymore, right? And even in that game when i was playing it one of the things that i used to do was just drive around i mean you're supposed to play games like take stuff oh, like yes, take peaches to poland or whatever it is yes and uh i i didn't i couldn't even be bothered doing that i just drive the truck around <laughs> well that's what i used to do in grand theft auto as well
2: i couldn't do any of the missions just drive around yeah, same and, well that's the thing daydream. right
1: you, well it's so interesting you say that because it's trying to play the game that's the problem and I remember actually a few years, good few years back now. I used to talk to people who were gamers, and I'd say, "God, can you ever imagine a day when Grand Theft Auto would become accessible?" Look, I don't know if the new one will, because obviously they start working on these games, uh, you know, years ago. I yes. mean, the, the new Grand Theft Auto Six, I guess it will be when it launches. That is probably ten years in the making. I mean, the amount of work that goes into these games uh, is yes. incredible. It's a
2: it's a billion dollar industry, right? Yeah. It's it's huge. I've just. There's been a lot of talk about a new game that's coming out called On Record. Okay. And the, the they they released a, like a, a video of the gameplay and everyone was saying, this isn't uh, a game. This is real-life um, body cam footage.
1: Oh, yes. I heard about this.
2: Yeah, exactly. And the developer had to come out and show it actually in the development kit. I think it's the Unreal Engine, showing it you know, as he's doing it to prove that this isn't real-life footage and i'm thinking this is one of the times where i think oh no i'm i'm gonna miss out know. on that because yeah I'm, I'm born in the 80s of pac-man graphics and pole <laughs> position and you know the atari oh, i love pole
1: position.
2: And I'm just thinking oh man i would love to be able just just for a bit just to see those graphics because if they're that good imagine it i am uh yeah i am missing gaming a bit
1: maybe i need an xbox yeah, maybe you should get an Xbox because they're doing a lot of work to make it accessible. Well, uh, look, let's hear a little bit from Anita Mortelloni, who is uh, the Xbox accessibility lead uh, at Microsoft uh, Xbox. And uh, she was talking to us this week about some of the new features and some of the old features um, that are in Xbox already that are making it possible for uh, disabled players. Those 427 million disabled players uh, able to play.
0: We say announcement, but really this, some of them are new that we're sharing this week. But some of them are from the past several months, because we believe that we should hold anything back and wait for one day to share all the accessibility goodness. So I have some updates, some new updates, some progress made and some global partnerships. But starting with the new stuff, the first one, um, let's start with our expanded accessibility support pages. Um, These allow players to know what controls are out there across PC and console And what and how to use those like it's not enough just to stumble upon a setting if you don't know how to use them. And so over the last several months, we have put a lot of energy into making sure it's complete. And so our support page now has over 150 accessibility features, settings and controls available across PC and console. So we're super excited about that. Speaking of accessibility settings on the Xbox app and PC, we now have an accessibility tab that has um, two new accessibility features to disable background images and disable animations. Settings designed to help players reduce visual components that cause disruption, confusion, and irritation. And on that tab, we also have links to all those accessibility pages, making it even easier for you to find that support documentation that you need to be able to discover how to fully use all of those features or ones that you may not know about. Let's jump on progress on some of the quote unquote old stuff, but still super relevant because we've worked on shipping in the the last year. Um, So the first one, and this might be my favorite of the entire list, is the Xbox Accessibility Ambassador Explorer path. And so this launched back in October after we met with some of the Xbox ambassadors and if you're not familiar, our ambassadors are a group of people who promote safe gaming and are just passionate about making gaming fun for everyone. And so we met with them and they're like, I want to learn more about accessibility. And we're like, we're the people for that to make that happen. And let's gamify it. And so we gamified their ass to learn more and created the Accessibility Explorer Path. So we launched it in October and yeah. We were getting lots of positive feedback on it. And we're like, what if we had a goal of one million missions completed? Like, all the ambassadors go out and do these missions, which are quests to go try out an accessibility feature. Not just read it, but like, go try it out. See how it works. Go learn about, yeah, hands-on, try it out. Give us feedback and learn about accessibility. And we are super excited to say we hit it. We have over one million missions completed And I have to mention our creators, the people that make the games, develop and publish. Um, So we have new guidance for the Microsoft Game Accessibility Testing Service called MGATS for short, internally. And that whole program was created to provide our developers and publishers a way to validate the accessibility of their games and help our developers learn what accessibility feature tags were applicable to their game. But we wanted to make it even easier, and so we provided, this last month, more details on the tags. So the developers can now go out and see the criteria behind those tags. We added 119 test steps and 124 examples to really help all of those developers out there bring those accessibility tags to life in their game.
1: I mean, just incredible the amount of stuff that's going on at Xbox. And, you know, the passion in her voice, you know, it's just it's so... It, it, she's so excited about it. you. Can just tell she's a gamer. You can just tell. Yeah, You know, yeah, She's absolutely. one of those people who just loves these games as well. And I, I think that's brilliant. I think it's it, you know it's maybe not something that we're all going to benefit from. I know a lot of our audience don't always you know get too um, interested when we talk about this subject. But that doesn't mean anything, right? It, what it does show is that the generations coming up have got so much more. <laughs> the kids of today they've got so much more <laughs> than we have. Let's be honest about it. You've got so many opportunities. And, and I think that's just fantastic. I'm so 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 proud of what Microsoft has done. Sony as well with their new uh, controller, they've also announced that, yep. that I think is coming into production now. So that is absolutely fantastic. And it's great to see people being able to play these games. Maybe a bit late in the day for me to get into it, doesn't matter. It, other people are getting that chance and that's that's fabulous. Well, it's
2: a market we were totally uh, uh, excluded from oh, completely. for the longest time. And uh, you know, now these steps are being made. So yeah, I'm all for it. Fantastic. I'm all for it. I'm not against it in any way. I'm kind of for it. OK. Yeah, I've said it. There, um, put myself on the line.
1: Congratulations. Well done. Thank you. Thank uh you. Samsung, <laughs> I, think <we're laughs> I think we're dropping. I think we're dropping. We're at five. I think we're getting to five, and very slowly we'll be at 4,008. Um, so Samsung have enhanced Galaxy Buds 2 Pro uh, with new ambient sound features uh, for improved hearing accessibility. So again, this, is, uh, this news came out as part of Global Accessibility Awareness Day, Samsung unveiling an update feature called Ambient Sound, aimed at providing better auditory experiences for those with hearing loss. The enhancement offers using the ability to listen to favourite music while remaining aware of the surroundings, or alternatively block out external noise when desired. This latest feature includes two additional levels of customization, bringing the total to five amplification levels. The expansion enables even more users to benefit from improved hearing experiences, and this is something we're seeing more and more of. And what I love about this is it's meaning that people who have hearing loss can actually start to use these devices, not necessarily as hearing aids. I don't think anyone's suggesting that, but you will be able to enjoy what you can hear um, as a result of these. Because you know, if you, if for example it's just about frequencies, if it's just about high level versus low level, if yeah. you can adjust that to suit you. Um, then that's fantastic. So, yeah, well done, Samsung, on that. Yep, absolutely. You know what? I'm for it. Excellent. Well, I'm glad Thank to you. hear that because I'd hate to hear you against <laughs> that. That would be horrible. Fantastic. Uh, okay, I think we should get to some feedback because we get so many emails. Honestly, guys, you, you get in touch with us. We really do appreciate it. We do. Um, Let's... Um, Let's start off, shall we? Oh, let's hear from Darren. We haven't heard from Darren in a while. Oh,
2: Darren. Come yeah. on then, us let's, let's
1: talk about USB players. Let's bring ourselves back down to earth with a bang. Here is uh, Darren <laughs> on USB players.
3: Hello, this is Darren from Bexley in Kent. Just a few more observations about the memory stick players. I'd better tell you that the Cobalt one and the Communi player USB players, there's one other drawback. If you switch them off in the middle of a track. When you start them up again, they will start at the beginning of the track you were listening to, not where you left off. That's not a problem with short tracks, but long talking book tracks, it could be a problem. Just thought I'd make you aware. They both use the same charging lead, which is a micro USB lead but without the dots for some reason. And as far as the R and R B talking DAB uh, is concerned, I know someone that's got one of those and it can't even cope with the R and R B talking book sticks and as it's made by the R and make of that. As you will. Uh, uh, what can you do? And uh, finally, Voxivision, <laughs> I have found out I don't think it has colour recognition and that, to me, as a tool for visually impaired people for reading and other assistive things, you would have thought colour recognition would be necessary. Maybe it's coming down the track. This is Darren saying bye for now. Thank you. Maybe one day we'll have some decent tech. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to sign off.
1: Can <laughs> I kind of see his point though? Right? I mean, it feels like there's so many issues with all of this stuff, and it you does. know, it's, because we talk about all this great invention and great move forward and all of this but you know then you have this basic stuff it just isn't performing properly a basic usb player it's these stupid little things that you think how was that overlooked like
2: you know not resuming where it was left off why that's just especially the size of audiobooks and things like that now it's very rare that you know you listen to an abridged thing but even a bridge is like nine hours you got to find your spot every time it's crazy. But when it comes down to color identification, I, don't, I just don't think it's that good, unless you've no, got a specific color identi- identifying piece of hardware. Sorry, what? Uh, identifying that could have piece gone of hardware. Two
1: different ways, and I kind of wish it did to <laughs> go the other way. In fairness,
2: stop it. I mean, they're okay, but still, I never find them that accurate. Yeah, okay. No, right. mm, no. yeah. To be fair, the mm-hmm. only one I've
1: ever heard that has been accurate has been the dedicated. Colour detector device.
2: Uh, No, I think you find it's a colour identifier.
1: Yeah, yeah, but that one—that's what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, that's what I I just said. I said exactly just that. No,
1: I didn't. I didn't hear that. Um, (sighs) And if I didn't hear it, it didn't happen, right? Or blind person falls in a forest (laughs) and no one's around to hear it. Did it happen? Thank you, Darren. Philosophy, philosophical. (laughs) We're number. Hang on, I'm just checking. We're at five thousand and eighteen. That's where we're at. We're at that level now on Apple Podcast. Five thousand and eighteen. We are sorry, Mr. F. Yeah, sorry, Mr. F. (sighs) Um, Okay, so let's move on because uh, we have an email from E. T. He's emailed in. (laughs) You could could have called. I mean, it would be funnier (laughs) if you'd call. Don't do the joke. I really want you to call because then (sighs) I can say E. T. Phoned in. Um, oh, that would be beautiful. He didn't email in, so Laura reads our emails.
4: Hello all. I recently upgraded my Apple Watch Series 3 to an Apple Watch SE because of the compass with Waypoints app, hoping that it might be enough to get me back home after a day of sailing, now that Soundscape is no more. It does work, sort of. I can set my launch point as a waypoint, and the compass will give me a distance and direction, left, right, ahead or behind, to it. I would prefer an ordinal or clock face direction, but it is a start. To make this app usable, there are a couple of settings you must tweak. You must turn on Wake on Raise. I normally dislike this feature, but when your hands are holding a tiller and a main sheet, there is little choice. You must set the wake time to 70 seconds and the return to clock face time to one hour for the Compass app only. I would very much like Apple to add a feature to create a route, pronounced route, eh, of waypoints that you would save and reuse. There is a backtrack feature, but it offers no audio feedback. I absolutely could not go sailing alone without the tech. Whether or not I can go sailing alone with the tech is also questionable. However, (laughs) having overcome both fear and good judgment, I shall carry on. I am hoping that AMI's Lawrence Gunther will have a better solution to help me find my way around Lake Kachawanuka. Sean, don't even try. But if not, (laughs) I would just guess. When I first started paddling around the lake, I used an app called Ariadne GPS, which worked with my iPhone 4S, but has since become less useful with iOS 16. In those early days, I developed a technique that I call paddling by Braille. Fortunately, here where I live in Lakefield, Ontario, Canada, we build canoes that are virtually indestructible. I may have also found the occasional overhanging branch. I can't remember. Some facts about me. I am also known as the blind pirate of Lakefield. This is because the sails I use on my canoes are black with a big white jolly roger on them. Cool. I sail my other canoe on Clear Lake from the Peterborough Sailing Club, where I am not just the only blind member, but also, wait for it, the training officer. Take a moment to ponder the implications of that. Still enjoying the show. Blessings, E.T. Eric Thornley, the blind pirate of Lakefield.
1: <laughs> blind pirate and extraterrestrial himself. Eric, <sighs> I love getting emails from Eric.
4: Makes Still happy.
1: enjoying the show, despite what? Well, yeah, I mean, look, don't, don't ask that question. You might get the answer you don't want. Um, Amazing. So, uh, there's a bit of an update on this one, and I think this might Ooh. be of interest. I mean, I only have four words for you, Eric. Uh, unfortunately, that's all I can tell you, but it says in the uh, upcoming uh, list of features to VoiceOver in the coming months, so I guess when the new iOS 17 drops, VoiceOver experience for Compass. Hmm. I'll be new. That's
2: surprisingly vague. Um, okay. Welcome to Apple. We'll, we'll look into it. I, I remember, never remember,
1: really... remember the M1 graph? I always remember yes. this. The M1 yes. graph, which was just no a labels. line going up and no labels on the table <laughs> at all on the graph. It was still absolutely hilarious, and yet it was it absolutely nice.
2: accurate. Yes, it was. I, I haven't really used the compass and the waypoints on the Apple Watch. That's from the SE and the Series 6 onwards. Um, and you can set waypoints and backtrack, as you rightfully said there, Elliot. But I, 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 um, it, it, yes, uh, no voiceover support for backtracking. That's really surprising to me. And that's a real shame because that's the that's the, probably the, the most the thing I would use the most. So that may be coming. Yeah, well, I'm going to keep an eye on that. We should try that out. If you want to do a demo. Mr. E.T., that would be beautiful. Yeah, you could phone it in.
1: Ah, well done. We're back up. We're racing back up the charts. No, we're not. Uh, Okay, let's move on. Uh, Greg has got in touch and he wants to talk about Rebecca's problem with Audible.
4: Hello, Tappers. In a recent response to a listener email, you gave what, in the US at least, is inaccurate information. You do need to authorise your Victor Reader second generation, or the Trek, with the Audible Sync app, as you suggested but once the player is authorised, you can download Audible books in your library directly from the US Audible website and transfer them to your SD card with your computer without using the Sync app. I don't know if this is true in other countries. Also US-specific, there is a provision in US copyright law which permits blind people to strip DRM from legally acquired books in order to make them accessible, for personal use only. I used to use a program written by a blind programmer named Codex to strip DRM from Kindle Books to play on a Victor Reader, but it no longer works and I am unaware of a viable replacement. There are several programs available to convert Audible books to open MP4B or MP3 in order to play them on any accessible device. It is noteworthy and worrying to hear that Audible has stopped cooperating with humanware in getting the third generation stream authorised to play Audible content. Copyright laws vary from country to country. Exceptions for the blind in the US may not apply elsewhere. Greg in Pennsylvania.
1: So this is an interesting one because there seems to be changing or shifting sands on this story all the time. I remember when the Victor Reader 3rd Gen was announced, there was a concern because I think even the 2nd Gen wasn't authorising anymore and there was concern that the new generation wouldn't authorise either. But to my understanding, that has changed. And Audible has now actually, even on its website, says it supports Victor Reader 3rd Gen. So it's more long-term for the second gen, I think, what might be in question. But so far, it seems to be that you, if you have the device authorized, like you say, Greg, you're absolutely right. Once the device is authorized, you only have to do it once. Once that's done, you can then put the books from Audible on there at any point. So no, I, 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 just to be clear and not confuse anyone, you don't have to continually uh, authorize your device. Once it's done, that's it. I mean, I authorized mine years ago, and it still works fine. Um with the Audible Sync app or whatever. So, you know, I'm still having no issues getting the books over there. Um, but in terms of the Victoria Reader 3rd Gen, as far as, I'm, as far as I'm aware, and like I say, it seems to be shifting sands, but as far as I'm aware, Audible are now supporting it. So you can authorize uh, that. Now, if anyone does have one of these devices and has been trying this out, then do let us know how you're getting on. Um, because it seems more to do with just a lack of communication. To be perfectly honest, on the side of Audible towards humanware, that's that's certainly what humanware have told us.
2: Far too complicated than it need be. That's that's what I'm yeah. finding with this. I, uh, I think wasn't the point Greg was making that he doesn't. You don't have to use the sync uh, Audible sync app to download. Once you've authorized, you can just download what direct from the website.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, I guess I'm, so. I'm, yeah, I th- I don't think you can do that. To be honest. I'm not sure. I just... yeah. Again, that can be country specific. That's the other thing. Yes, that's right.
2: Yeah, we need your feedback. Let us know.
1: Okay, uh, we can have one more. Uh, This is from Negative Julian who got in touch. And uh, this is relating to an email from uh, Dana who got in touch with us uh, earlier in the week.
4: Hello, everyone. Negative Julian here again. First things first, I may be spelling Dana's name incorrectly. Laura, I cast myself on your mercy. Stephen and Sean, I want you to picture me sighing deeply and shaking my head in despair. Uh What has driven me to this state? I have just listened to the pair of you repeatedly saying that you had never heard of Android's reading mode. It was completely new to you. May I humbly Uh refer you back to your own podcast of the 8th of December 2022? Big Uh, news. At least it proves that neither of you are an AI. An AI would have a better memory. In regard of Dana and her web page reading problems, yes, I do think reading mode might help. I have not used it much myself as I am already dependent upon screen readers, but I can say it does work with a variety of documents, particularly web pages. As always, it does somewhat depend on the page being properly formatted in the first place. It would not be fair to blame Google for that. Two things to say to Dana. Firstly, you say that you are not tech savvy. Well, my response to that is, yes, you are. You already have a smartphone and you have the means and gumption to contact a double tap for advice. What you lack is self-belief. Cast those doubts aside, young Dana. You are a genius. You have just not realised it yet. Secondly, I suggest that it would be well worth your time to download the Android Accessibility Suite. Remember, Talkback is only a part of it. It is the Accessibility Suite, not the Talkback Suite. You can always mute Talkback or turn the volume down to a level that you can either listen to or ignore as you choose. The important thing is that with the suite loaded, you will have access to the granularity controls. That will allow you to go through a document by character, word, line, paragraph, heading, control or link. There are other options in there as well, but you can easily choose what you do or do not see by modifying the settings using talkback settings, customize reading controls. As I cannot see much of the screen myself, I cannot guarantee that the screen updates as you move through headings etc. It is still worth doing anyway, as you will find lots of lovely settings to play with. Remember, you are a genius, and the future is female. Laura reassured Dana that the future is female, and soon men will only be tolerated for leisure
2: purposes.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Last thing, Google often release accessibility features as apps. The Accessibility Suite itself is an app. I would recommend anyone with an Android phone to go into the Play Store and do a search for Google Apps. As examples, how about Voice Access for hands free control sound amplifier for the hard of hearing project activate i do hope this is still in active development it sounds wonderful accessibility scanner for developers if only they would all use it regards (laughs) negative julian
1: julian as always thank you and thank you for all your feedback well done to the winners on the be my eyes beta as well And we will be in touch with you by email on that thank you so much for listening today And uh, thank you for making Double Tab where it is. Uh, We are back tomorrow with the Express Edition. Sean, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, I'm Red
2: Sail, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them.